What's the difference of immersive storytelling compared to, say, writing a movie script or writing a novel or uh, a, a magazine story? Right, right. Um, it's, uh, it's a good question because I did start out going to film school. I went to uh, USC's uh, MFA in screenwriting program. And during that time, while I was in school, I only looked into film and TV writing. And it was really in my second year of the program that um, one of my thesis, my thesis professor had mentioned this, you know, writing for different kinds of mediums and formats. And one of the examples that she brought up was writing for roller coasters. And I remember at the time thinking, writing for roller coasters, who does that? That sounds amazing. And so I looked into this world, this whole new industry of themed entertainment which is what you would think of for like theme parks and museums and all kinds of various physical experiences, which all kind of culminates into this world of immersive storytelling. So immersive storytelling is a way for you to experience story through all of your senses. It's not just through audio and um, visuals, but it's what you see and touch and hear and taste and sometimes smell, right? So what were the other big difference about immersive storytelling is the role that you play as an audience member as a visitor you become a participant and for the very extreme kinds of immersive storytelling that's what you that's what you get you come in with a particular character role to play or a role as a guest you know to immerse yourself in whatever environment you find yourself in so in my time working for Walt Disney Imagineering, I was there for seven years. Um, one of my biggest projects that I worked on was Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars themed land in both California and Florida. And so that's a really good example of immersive storytelling because as you're coming into this land, we created a whole new planet in the Star Wars universe. You get to meet characters, you get to drink blue milk and green milk, eat the foods. You know, you're telling stories through other mediums, other formats, which, you know, goes above and beyond just seeing it on screen or on print. Um, so everything from the rides that you take to the people that you meet, the characters that you meet, how you interact with them, you have a role to play within that world. So immersive storytelling transports you into a completely different world. It's a form of escapism. It's a form for you to really engage and play in a landscape that you wouldn't normally be able to engage and play with, sitting on your couch, reading a book, all of those things I enjoy. But um, immersive storytelling is one in which you as a participant really have agency in the story. And when you're waiting in line at Disney, like a lot of people complain, oh, the lines are too long. I I've, I believe this is to be true, but I think the line is part of the story. At least for me, it is. It's yes. Like, it's like definitely. act one of a story. Oh, yes, for sure. From the very first moment that you step into any land or any ride or attraction, storytelling begins. And no one knew that better than Walt Disney, right? When he um, created some of the most iconic classic rides in Disneyland today. He thought about all of that, he and his team, right? 
from the first moment that you set eyes on, you know, the haunted mansion or um, the entrance to pirates, like all of these things, it begins there. Your relationship as the storyteller creator and your visitor begins the moment that they their first sense is engaged. In this case, sight, sometimes sound. You might hear, you know, a character off uh, a ways or you can, um, you know, uh, hear music or whatever it is, live musician and all of that. And that draws you into that world, into that story. So everything from uh, the, the cue that you're in to the pre-show is what we call uh, right before you go into the main attraction, the ride, the show, whatever it is, that's setting you up and giving you context to where you are, who you are, you know, what role you play, right? and the characters you're about to meet. It's a setup like any good movie has the act one, two, and three, right? So you need to have setup, you need to set the status quo of that story, that world, introducing you to the characters, introducing you to the conflict, all of these things before you set off on your journey. So it's a really interesting way to think about story when it's not just about, you know, me as a writer, it's not just about putting words on a page because that is never the final product unless you're writing a book, right? Um, and when you're screenwriting, when you're writing for immersive stories, that written word is just uh, a format for you to create something else with it. So um, that's something that really intrigued me and it was an interesting challenge for me to go deeper in just because it was something that I had never done before. And I've always been very sensitive to my environment, no matter where I'm in. So that's something that I wanted to challenge myself as a writer and as a storyteller. How do you tell a story of a place when, for example, you don't see a live person, a human being in the room? Can you tell the story of a place without a person present telling you what the story is, right? So um, it's, it's an interesting way to exercise your creative muscles, I guess. Can you take us through the process a little bit of how do you get from point A to point B? Wow. I mean, it's, it's different, I have to say, for every single project I've worked on. But I think the most important step in the beginning of any creative process is asking questions. And for me it goes back to uh, the what, when, who, where, why, uh, before you even get to the how, how this place will look, you know, what you're gonna do, all of that stuff. The most important question is why are you even telling this story? And as a creative team, you all have to align with the why. You have to understand, uh, you know, not only why you're telling this story, but why you're the best storyteller why you're the best person to tell that story. Because having something that is authentic to who you are or the company that you represent or the story that you represent is vital. So, you know, we have, at least in my opinion, we just don't have room or time to uh, tell stories that are better represented by, um, you know, they have to be represented by the right people, right? So I think that if you don't have all of the answers, then you have to bring in the right voices and collaborators to that creative team. 
to make sure that the story that you're telling is not only authentic, but holistic. It has to be able to um, ha uh, maybe contain all the multiple perspectives that will give it um, this weight and importance and make it emotionally compelling and engaging. So the process is always for me asking questions. I always enter every process with a childlike mentality of curiosity. I mean, for example, you know, working on Star Wars, I was a casual fan. You know, I watched the movies. I didn't know, you know, I probably couldn't name more than five Jedi at the time when I first started. And I took a very scholarly approach. I wanted to learn everything I could about what made Star Wars Star Wars and what made it such a cultural phenomenon. Um, working together with fellow Imagineers and with the Lucasfilm team was amazing because it was really a masterclass in everything Star Wars and really understanding the spirit and the DNA of you know why people love Star Wars until today. And it's really stood the test of time, right? So in everything I do from like that Star Wars example to working with like NASA Kennedy Space Center and literally talking with literal rocket scientists and uh, telling stories of like beer, like uh, with the Heineken experience in the, in the Netherlands. It's always this curious um, scholarly approach, asking questions so that I can be informed in my story as much as possible before I help to shape it with the team. And a lot of it is uh, uh, collaborating with all the various disciplines as well, right? Because my skill set is in writing and in storytelling, but I want to collaborate closely with all the various leads from the disciplines, from you know architecture to the landscape design to audio to graphics. I, they are the best in their craft. So for me to collaborate with them on how that can show up in the world is something that I really value. So working together as a team um, in order to truly have this more holistic story experience is something that, um, you know, is a very big part of my process. Do you work on the project right through the end or when you're done writing? Are you off the project or, or do you continue along till it opens? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the best... The, the projects that have been the most successful to me in my mind are the ones where I was there from day one until opening day. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of people bring in writers only when there's something to be written. And I think that's a huge mistake because writers inherently are natural storytellers. And I think having a writer or someone who's very story inclined you, should, you need to have that person um, it, in the very beginning of the conversation. You have to invite that person because they're the ones who are going to ask the hard questions. Because once you ask those hard questions and align yourselves in the answers as a team, you can move forward confidently without having you know these gaping holes that other people can come in and uh, really take apart because you don't have a strong enough story core and foundation to your project. And I think that, you know, bringing, bringing in a writer, you see it in 
um, a lot of narrative design with video games and TV. I mean, TV especially, right? Like where they say story is king. Um, that is so true of a lot of the very, in my opinion, very successful TV shows are where writers have a very, very strong voice in the process. And this is something that um, really for the immersive storytelling industry, themed entertainment industry, uh, we really need to lean in on. Where do you see it in the future? Like right now, everyone's got the, the 3D goggles, the Oculus goggles and- Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because um, there's so many different ways that we can go about it, right? Mm -hmm. And everything from VR to AR, augmented reality, to having this convergence of mediums from uh, you know, the traditional media to how you can tell a story in connected to a video game, to a book, to all these other multimedia formats. I think the ones that are most interesting to me are the ones that surprise me. I think that a lot of people immediately fall under, well, we need to have a VR game, right? Or we need to have a spin-off TV series about this and all of that. I think the ones that really are the ones that surprise me and delight me, especially as a storyteller, I feel like a lot of the times I've become jaded, right? Because of all the things that are coming out and there's just so much content out there that you can't keep up. No one's watching the same things anymore. You know, we all have a, our various favorite shows and books and films and all of that. And I think that I would like to see this ecosystem, this future landscape where all of us can engage with that story or that world in whatever way we want, you know? And I think that that's interesting because even as I watch my nine-year-old son engaging with stories today, it's very different from my childhood, you know, where I would have to wait for a certain program to come on once a week and then wait for the next week, all of that stuff. And then there's this long period of time where you just have to wait. There's no more waiting. I mean, everything is at a touch of a button and there, the attention is so much more limited now with the new generation of uh, participants and viewers and audience. And it's not to say that as storytellers and creators, we should just fall into that trap of telling stories in short amounts of time, but it's about having that diversity and that variety of options because people want to engage in different ways. And we want to find ways to, to find it, to make it more social and connected, right? Whether it means not only just digitally, but physically too. What does that mean if you can straddle both, uh, doing something that is digital and virtual and something that's still social? I think that's something that's interesting to me, uh, especially with examples like of what Epic Games did with Fortnite and doing virtual concerts where you can show up in a crowd in a concert uh, during, this was during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And that to me is very intriguing because here you are, yes, it is all digital and virtual, but how do we, you know, make the bridges to, how do we continue that story, that relationship onwards? It, the, it's, it, let it not be a one-off thing, but how can you make that physical? How, that, how can you make that enticing for the fans and audiences to actually get out and do something uh, with it. And one a, a great example is Pokemon Go, right? 
where people it's yes it's a game it's digital it's very fun but it actually gets people out of the house and doing things together which is very intriguing and my son is uh you know collecting trading cards for Mm. pokemon so it's a it's not just the the game, but it's also the trading. It's again that world, that ecosystem that they can play in. What's the playground that you're creating for your fans? Mm-hmm. Because the more diversity of engaging opportunities you have for them, the more engaged they will be with your content, right? Mm-hmm. Your first book that you wrote, yes, um, and it's all about immersive storytelling. I think it's going to help a lot of people who may want to get into the field. So. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how people can get into the field and talk about your book, what made you write it, and maybe cover a little bit about what the book covers. Yeah, definitely. So uh, my book, Immersive Storytelling for Real and Imagined Worlds, is a writer's guide. And it's a writer's guide, but it also applies to any creators or storytellers, current and aspiring. who want to work in this particular industry. Uh, Everything from themed entertainment to any type of immersive storytelling, really. And I explain a whole variety of what immersive storytelling entails in terms of how it shows up in the world, because it could be, it's all very different. Um, So it's, I like to think of it as a guide of insights and tips and some tools and techniques that I've learned over the past 14 years in this career. And when I thought about when I was starting out as a writer and wanting to get into the entertainment industry, there was no book that was a writer's guide for this particular industry. I could find film writing books, TV writing books, game writing books. But for this particular industry, I I felt like I could, I didn't, there wasn't something that spoke to me as a writer. And during the pandemic, when the pandemic uh, started, I, that's when I started writing it. I was like, you know, not only does this book not exist and I'd like to see it and share my tips and insights, but it was a challenge for me too. It's like, can I write a guide and a process to, you know, creating a successful immersive storytelling experience. It was a real challenge for me. And this was something that I did. I woke up every morning from and wrote from 6 to 8 a.m. Monday to Sunday, every day without a break. And I got a first draft and I finished a first draft in 10 months. So, you know, once I really started outlining and getting into it and I kind of hopped all over the place, I didn't write it um, uh, chronologically or anything like that, it was like, I wake up and have an idea of like, oh, yes, I have to talk about this. This is something I have to share and would jump to that chapter and write a whole bunch about it. And a lot of it are learnings from my, you know, the colleagues and the, the mentors that I've had in the past. I really wanted to share their wisdom as well. So this is something that I hope is useful for people. Um, and again, you know, like any good story, I think that it's about asking the right questions. And that's what I think, I hope this book does is asking, helping you ask the right questions so that you can come to the right answers because I don't have all the answers, no one does. And so I think that this is something that hopefully is going to be um, insightful for many future storytellers to come. If somebody does have a question for you, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, 
gosh. Well, uh, is there a I best way? On, <laughs> what's the best way? I'm uh, most active on LinkedIn, so you can find me and message me there. Um, and I am also on. Um, I just started a Instagram account for immersive storytelling 2022 is my handle. So I'm going to start posting some of my thoughts and insights there and you can comment there as well. Okay, perfect. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Have we covered everything or is there anything you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, um, I'm going to be doing a book signing if you're in Pasadena, California, Southern California area, September 9th at 7 p.m. in Vroman's Bookstore. It's on Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. So if you're in the area, stop by. We're going to do a little fireside chat and a book signing. So uh, I'd love to meet some of my readers and uh, future storytellers. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, it's been very informative. And I know we could talk for days on immersive storytelling. <laughs> thank you, Margaret, for uh, coming on the show today. Thanks for having me.